When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. For all NBA Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, y'all? Welcome, welcome to another episode of Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast. I think we're feeling good tonight. Are we feeling good, Justin? We're feeling pretty good. We're feeling pretty good. What are we? Are we two games above 500? (laughs) Uh, yes. Yeah, 26 and 24. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a little embarrassing, I suppose, that we have to get so excited about such things on a team like the Warriors. But hey, here we are. But we're going to celebrate it. We're not too good. We ain't too good. Facts. Facts. So we happy. Uh, Take it how we can get it. So, um... The Warriors win. They beat, they beat the OKC Thunder, who did make a little run in the end to try to get back in it. But yeah, that was a wrap. We put that shit to bed. And I like I, I would say that's a good thing to begin with, because at least we know like they're taking it seriously. I still would have not. I mean, again, I just felt this was a night that like Steph was on, so it was gonna be okay. But also there's a level of like nervousness when we dwindle leads, which they had a lead. And we understand the NBA is a game of runs, but they had a lead. And in the fourth, the third, it kept dwindling, dwindling. The fourth, it dwindled. So it got down to about two, you know? Um, and then Kerr finally called a timeout and he got Steph back in, you know, Um but there's, there's a sense of like nervousness a little for me when he does that, because we've seen at other points throughout this season and not just this season, but in the past, like if, if Steph gets too cold sometimes, you know, if he, you know, whatever, like he can't always come back in and save the day. Right. And so mm-hmm. thankfully, and it wasn't just him because there were other players who stepped up, but Steph was definitely his fingerprints were all over this game tonight. I mean, in every aspect. So great game from Wardell. Um, he's looking like prime Wardell. He's looking like himself. So in the last couple of things. So I thought great, great game by Steph, um, which we'll, we can dig into a little bit later if we choose. But also the highlight for me was Andrew Wiggins. I feel like this is the best game Andrew Wiggins has played um, offensively and defensively, because we've seen like some little brief moments of him defensively in other games, but I felt like this was the best he's played 
since he's been back. And like, yes, he had like an illness a second time, but I'm still considering it like him coming back from the initial injury. So those are my initial thoughts about the game. What about you? Yeah, I agree on everything that you said. I mean, the Splash Bros have been really good in the new year. Like in January, I think they're both averaging near 30 points a game. Obviously, Steph missed um, some time in January, but um, they've been playing really well. Both they're shooting the shooting the hell out of the ball. Um, so that's definitely like the offensive standout for me. And then defensively, um, we saw just how good they can be when they have all their guys, mainly, you know, Kaminga and Wiggins as their two main point of attack, big wing type of defenders. And then Draymond and Looney behind those two guys um, is just a hell of a defensive group. And they, they held the Thunder to 48 first half points. You know, the third and the fourth quarter were not great once Shea got going and other guys got confidence in their shots as well. Um, but if they can put together a full game or even three quarters of the type of defense they played in the first half, um, more consistently, and we see that trend upward, then I think they're heading in a, a really good direction to go on a run. Facts. Facts. The Warriors are right now currently in fifth place, Justin. I think we're about to drop back down to six because the Mavericks are unfortunately going to win against the Pistons behind 53 points from Luka Doncic. But... Yeah, but I don't think we'll drop back because... Are they... They were behind us even before coming into tonight. Oh, were they? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, um, we were we were sixth and they were seventh. You are correct. We are fifth and they are sixth. Yeah, they just won. Yeah. Yeah, and they won. They won. But mm-hmm. yeah, no. Yeah, we're in fifth. We are in fifth, yeah. Half a game out of fourth. Uh two and a half games out of third. They they got they got a chance to, you know. Get up there. And they're, I mean, they're playing a lot of these teams that are in their general vicinity in this next stretch of games, too. So having a a good winning record, not just, you know, one game over 500 or something like that. They can go into the all-star break, you know, with maybe one or two losses between now and then. That would be really, really huge for this team. Agreed. I don't even know when's the last time we've been in fifth place. That's a good question. I have no clue. Um, yeah, it's just a, it's such a weird season. Such a weird season. Like the Lakers are 11, 12, 13. They're like the, the last team that is still in the mix and they are 13th. Like that's crazy to me. Three game separation between the Warriors and the Lakers who are 13th. And then two and a half game separations between the Warriors and the Kings, who are third. That's just unprecedented level of, for lack of a better term, parity <laughs> in the conference. Um, and I think for the first time this season, the Warriors' point differential to their opponent point differential is now positive. So that is a good thing. We are now <laughs> point one points in the positive as far as that is concerned. So good vibes, yeah. good times, good times. A lot of people talking about this whole parody thing and i still don't know if i'm really convinced that there's parody <laughs> i don't yeah i don't think i do think there's more parody at the top like there are more teams i think that are capable of winning the championship rather than like you know 
the Warriors at the, in their heyday, as far as like the KD Warriors, it was like, okay, the Warriors are probably going to win. If they don't, it's going to be the Cavs or the Rockets. Whereas like this year, okay, you know, Philly might win if things break right. Like Brooklyn, um, Boston, Milwaukee, the Warriors, something will probably have to break right. You know, more than a few times Who for Denver to win. Who like... think is real? You just named Maddie. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. What, the, the Clippers, I think the Rock- Nuggets? I think they're real, but I just don't think they're going to beat the Warriors. I think the Warriors are the worst possible matchup for that team. Um, Who, so I Nuggets guess from that Clippers? standpoint, they're not real. Huh? Who? Which one? Nuggets or Clippers? Nuggets. Mm. I don't think the Warriors are a good matchup for the Clippers either. Um, but I just can't see. I don't I don't know what to think of the Clippers just because, you know, for the majority of the season, they've been kind of hovering as a mid-team because Kawhi and Paul George can't stay healthy. They had a recent stretch where they've been healthy and they've been winning a lot, but it's like, how long is that going to last? Um, when the playoffs come around, can they make it through two three grueling series um, in the West with teams scouting for them and playing them physical and they got to play more minutes. Like, I just don't know if they can hold up health-wise there. But if they can, then they, they got a shot too. So that's just another team that's in the mix. But um, just injuries, weird seasons from stars and stuff like that is causing just a, a, a cluster of a bunch of teams together, which I don't think – we've ever seen like this, at least not in recent uh, memory. Yeah. Well, look, it was a great win for the Warriors. Um, Let's talk about some of the players in the next segment. But I mean, overall, I feel like I should sound more excited. You know, it's funny. These games, I be hating the, the late night games. One, because I'm old. And two, because I got to work in the morning. And three, I'd be tired and I want to go to my bed. So, (laughs) (laughs) but that wouldn't be such a big deal. It's just that we record, you know, we record pods after those late games. And so on the East Coast, it's a little rough for us, but we do it because we love the dubs and we love to bring the people the content. But the East Coast games, like in theory, I prefer them because they're early, but like they're so inconvenient for me <laughs> yeah. in terms of life um, and my job. So, like, like I don't like usually by the time the late games come on, I have the ability to really like sit down at that point to like take in the game, you know. But when the Warriors mm-hmm. games are on earlier on East Coast time. I am watching the games, but I'm also still working and like multiple things are in my brain. So I feel like, you know, I'm not like getting the ability to um, enjoy it as much. Also, what was a ritual for me after Warriors games is that I go and I taunt, you know, (laughs) people and say and talk shit. And I, I actually I'm going to. As we get ready to go to the next segment, I'm going to send a tweet that I've been dying to send. But I said, let me not look at this. I can't even be my full Natalie 110% arrogant. I'm kind of like 90. I'm in the 90s, (laughs) 90 something, right? Because they've been so goofy this year. But I was like, y'all really had the audacity to say that Shay should be starting over stuff? 
mad disrespectful. So I'm sorry that your boy, because I know you like him, um, got to catch a stray from me, but he's catching the stray. So let me let me tweet this as we get ready to break. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you are tuned in. You are tuned in to Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We will be right back with the vibes. We're going to turn it up another notch. All right. Stay tuned. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Warriors, you are now tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, y'all? We're back. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We were having some some fun in between uh, the session, in between the segments, not the session. Yo, I don't know. Not even like I took an edible or something tonight. So what is going on? I have no idea. Um, <laughs> I, my mind is all over the place. Um, so yeah, I'm joking. I don't take edibles, but I hear that's like what happens to people. So relax, people, because I know y'all get crazy. Like, oh my god, what is she doing? Um, yeah, I've been experiencing a lot of people on Twitter lately, Justin. Like. Just, I don't know. I, I don't know who they're talking to. <laughs> they're telling me what to tweet <laughs> from my account. <laughs> um, this one person expressed great disappointment with me for my um, tweets clowning LeBron over the ref stuff in the Lakers game. Um, I said something along the lines of, he wouldn't have made the free throws anyway, so who cares? Yeah. Um <laughs> I, that's funny. I said that in real time when um when I was watching it in real time with my brother. I was joking when I said it, but like it's kind of some truth in that joke though. There is. Um if everyone doesn't know, we're talking about the 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 hysteria that came <laughs> of the Lakers game when they lost to the Celtics the other night. I mean, we had Braun damn near dancing and jumping around and catching the Holy Ghost <laughs> on the court. Yeah, that was crazy. And I mean, and still carrying it on the next day on Instagram, like tagging Jason Tatum (laughs) in in stories. And then like, you know, in his post game talking about like, 
you know, just doesn't feel like this happens to anyone else, which then prompted like immediate like calls apparently from the league to the Lakers. I mean, I just never, this is, it was so reminiscent to me of 2016 finals. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it was funny because we, we had a conversation the other day on Brother from Another about who's the face of the league. And I, I'm, I maintained the position that Steph and Braun are co-faces, right? But that being said, Michael Smith proposed that, well, what if Steph is the face of the league and Braun is the voice of the league? And I tell you what, I still think they're co-faces, but I think that was like a damn good point. And I, for real, I would not even fight that, that Braun is the voice of the league because, I mean, I also don't think that Steph would complain and be as petty as him, but like, come on. Like, and mm-hmm. then after that, you had like Anthony Davis at his locker. Then you got Dennis Schroeder on Instagram tagging the NBA. Like, I, I just, I, I it was so, so melodramatic to me. Like at that yeah. point, I was just over it. Like I didn't even want to joke about it or talk about it. Um, just the victim complex. And I was just like, they really like this man says jump and they say how high. I mean, it was just yeah. ridiculous. And there's a debate going on on Twitter. So I'm curious to know what you think, Justin, because did you see the official ref apology? Yeah, I saw that bull- bullshit. But some people are saying like, they think they were sass, sassing them. Like it wasn't like real apology. Like, cause of the words they use, like we will lose sleep over it. And like all that. Cause we've, we honestly, we've never seen and them tweet like that. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. never considered that they could be trolling <laughs> them. Yeah. I don't think that they that would, but like more than one person thought it and read it like that. Hmm. I don't know if they were trolling. That would be kind of wild if they did that. I don't know. <laughs> but we has it, have they ever tweeted some shit like that though? Like sorry, I've never call? seen it. That's so wild. That they, that's the whole situation is just like, come on, bro. It's a regular season game. They missed a call. It was terrible. Missed call. Y'all had a chance to win overtime and y'all didn't. That's somehow going on. It was that terrible of a missed call. Like people say this was pretty bad. I'm like, what makes it so pretty bad? Because I've seen ones that are really bad. This is like part of the way that I measure if something is really bad. And this is just my standard. So you tell me because you played. But like, and this is for refereeing in any sport, to be honest. Shit happens so fast in real time. It happens so fast in real time. So like when that last play happened and I was watching the game, I didn't see the foul. I didn't see the foul until it was slowed down and replayed and I could see Tatum's arm. But when I say something is like egregious and like really bad, it's when like, it's just blatantly apparent and you didn't call it, right? Like without having to like slow down and microanalyze the video. Um, And I get it, it's not ideal, but like they're human. So they're gonna continue to miss things because they're going to continue to miss things. And the issue is to me is not them missing things as much as it is like that there's no recourse to correct it like during the game, right? right? right. Like that the NBA has not given them some more ability to go back and change things. But then they then put out this fucking L2M report that tells you all the fucking errors and then we, you can't correct for it, right? So, but it's like, they're human. Like if, if some, if I was to have someone walk right past people right now 
and say, what did they wear? What did they have on? Most people wouldn't be able to tell you the color, the this, that, even though you look right at the person walk right by you, you know, and I get it. They're refs. So they're, they're supposed to be like paying closer attention, but shit is happening so quickly. Y'all are doing things so fast on the court. So it's annoying. Of course, I hate it. You know, what happens to warriors all the time, but I'm just like not harping on the shit for fucking days and, and calling for ref referee refer you know reforms and you know i just saw some mm-hmm. crazy stuff on the timeline yeah it's just been i think this season overall the refs have been pretty bad across the league so they're definitely what, what I do think you think are the bad some... things is it like missed calls is it over calling things is it inconsistency it's all of that yeah it's all of that mainly inconsistency you know Definitely, I mean, just from a Warriors fan perspective, the Warriors being, what, first in fouls committed and last in fouls drawn despite Steph getting mauled on every shot he takes and, you know, stuff like that going on. I think that's just kind of bad, you know. And then inconsistency, we saw at the beginning of the season Steph and Jordan getting called for travel and carry every other play. Meanwhile, we watching – Luca carried the ball every time he touches it, and Ja carried the ball every time he touches it. No call, Giannis, all these people, and they've you know definitely tapered back on the, on the travels and carry calls and stuff like that. But that just speaks to the inconsistency. Like they 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 pick and choose what they want to call, right? And it's but isn't it's that what always happens? Like, and so I think it, I feel like it was extra crazy for the Warriors. Trust me, I'm not taking the ref side. But what I mean by that isn't what always happens at the beginning of the year that the NBA decides there's like a couple of things they want to crack down on. And so at the beginning mm-hmm. of the year, the refs go like hard to enforce it. Just like, I th- was it last year, the year that like they just were not calling things or maybe it was the year before and 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 yeah. players were upset. They're like, like, you know, the Trey Youngs of the world who relied so much on fouls. They were so upset about it. And then they went away from it as like the season went on. So I guess what I'm saying is, isn't that, inconsistency or I guess part of the consistency like meaning we know there's going to be a new rule each year we know they're going to go like excessive OD on it at the beginning of the year and then by the midway point end of the year it's not going to be like that does that make sense what I'm asking no yeah for sure it's definitely like that every year I mean I don't think that's a good thing though like you know I mean like it shouldn't be that way I feel like overall there also has to be some type of accountability on their end like they make a bad call and it's like all right i made a bad call and it's like okay you are they are human so they're going to make they're going to miss calls they're going to make bad calls they're going to make good calls stuff like that but when your job is literally to be the only for the only form of objectivity on the court right like the other team is trying to be the other team whether or not they are lying about whether they did something or not, or they make a shot or miss a shot, that's okay because those they're in competition they're with each other. Super the, refs, human. the the players or the refs? No, the refs. As in, I get the whole point about like this is their job, but also like they're just not superhuman, so they're not going to sure. catch anything. So they're like not, yeah, to they're me, not it's more on, right. So to me, it's more on the league to enable that. Whether that means more cameras more ability to review shit because like they're just they're gonna right. miss things it's impossible exactly yeah that's and that's yeah that's exactly what i was about to say like there has to be some way for them to you know either be held more accountable or to be aided in their job to be that one source of objectivity and like make sure everything 
things aren't missed or a lot less things are missed or if something is missed the team that is affected negatively by this is able to you know get something back for it right um that's just extremely difficult to do and that's something i guess the league has to figure out but i also think you know refs being so prideful and all this type of stuff like you're a human being so you're going to miss calls but at the end of the day players are in competition they're trying to win you know if unless they just doing something crazy like you know calling you out of your name or something like that i think the text walking up to you with a camera yeah that was just ridiculous <laughs> that is always been a clown so like that was ridiculous <laughs> but yeah i think they're they're a little trigger happy with the text um guys just can't talk to refs um and you know there's guys out there that do too much like pat bab and sometimes draymond just says crazy shit to refs and stuff like that but i don't know i just think they're a little bit tense a lot of the times and i think the league should be um, a little bit more lax with what they what players are able to get away with especially taunting and stuff like that i think they're just taking a lot out of the game as far as like the passion standpoint um but yeah definitely in agreement with just maybe more cameras, more reviews, something like that. It's, it might slow the game down, but I don't think it'll slow it down that much to make it less entertaining, you know? If anything, the refs, the issue that a lot of fans have with the refs is making the game a little less entertaining and more and less enjoyable too. So I think they should just, you know, fix that somehow. Well, by the way, I must say that I was actually very entertained by the his- hysterics and and melodrama of the lakers because i laughed at that video a thousand times and like every time i watched it i saw something new in the video when lebron was carrying on (laughs) like the kid in the white shirt on the on the sidelines did you see that it was a man or a kid and like when he's jumping up and down and the kid's like "Ah," something like that like (laughs) oh let me look that up someone pointed it out to me I think it's actually a man, but he's like, it's like, it's like the very end and it's somebody in a white shirt and it's like, they're like, like, just like laughing. Oh my God. It was hilarious. So, um, yeah, I mean, I love that for my entertainment, but yeah, obviously I don't love when it's happening to the Warriors and like, look, the, the, the refs have a thing with the Warriors. I mean, we've, we've touched on it a little bit before. And I, I honestly, I'm just not someone who likes to harp on like refs and conspiracy theories and shit like that. So, um, but they do, they, they have a thing with the warriors and also the warriors taunt them. Right. So they don't, they don't make it easy either. Yeah. Um, and, and outside of the warriors though, I will say this, I do think refing has become a little bit harder for the refs from the aspect of guys trying to sell foul so much it makes it harder for them to sometimes call shit properly because you know you have guys definitely gaming the system and then you do the fucking replay and we see there was nothing and then they feel like a moron for doing it so now next play they're not gonna give you that benefit of the doubt or you know whatever Mm -hmm. so i mean to me some of it is on the players and i don't think and look i could be wrong but I just don't think the way guys like you, you go and try to draw fouls, like your shot's not going or whatever, whatever. But like this James Harden, Joel MB, Trey Young level of shit, this was not something I grew up watching. And I don't like it, to be honest. It's ugly. Yeah, it is ugly. Um, 
And add Giannis I don't know to if that players, I don't know. Too. I don't know if players weren't doing it. It just looked different, I think, back then. Um, in, in years past. It just looks it a look little like bit more then? cheap. I mean, we can put I don't know, we can pull up some film, but I feel like guys were definitely grifting back then too, calling for going for fouls and you know, it was it was a bunch of free throw merchants back in the day, for sure, out there. It just looked weirder nowadays. And it, and like the way guys do it is just like so cheap, it looks like like the rip through stuff, the head flailing and all that. It's just like bro, just hoop. And then, you know, if guys foul you, they foul you, but yeah, the whole I mean, we watched we watched tonight. Shay is a master grifter. Um, he he'll hook your arm and then go up and stuff like that. I think play, players nowadays are a little bit smarter in the aspect of trying to draw fouls and you know, use different angles and arm grabs and stuff like that. So it's it's annoying to watch, but it is what it is. Very annoying. Let's talk about that in the next segment and wrap. Um, because that is how Shay got back into the game and helped his team get back into the game to even make it close. So let's actually talk about the game. I mean, we did in the first segment, but I'd be taking us other places. In depth, for sure. The ref conversation is a good conversation because I've literally seen Warriors fans like replying to me like, and of course, when the refs are against, I'm like, y'all, we're not going to be saying like the reason the Warriors are struggling this season is because of the refs. Like, I'm just not come on there's like a thousand things like that they're not doing mm-hmm. themselves yeah yeah so, that's lowest that's one of the low things on the list very all right you're tuned into golden spaces and odyssey original podcast we will be right back it's justin and nat stay tuned another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Tuned into Golden Spaces with Matt and Justin. What up, what up? Golden Spaces, we're back, we're back, we're back. It's Justin and Nat. The vibes are good. The vibes are good. They're good. Um, This was just an overall good one for the Warriors. Like... We were talking about this before we were actually officially recording, Justin, but I was asking you if, did they just let up in the second half? Because they had like a nice big lead and we get it. It's a game of runs. Leads are going to come and go. But they had a nice sort of big lead and cushion. And then um, OKC starts to chip away at it in the third. And then by the fourth, they got, you know, they got, I think they never ever took the lead back, but I think they got within two, maybe. And so what, like, do you feel the Warriors just let up, which is also sort of natural when you have a lead? Um, Or was it OKC, in particularly Shea, figuring out some things on the court? Because he definitely was drawing fouls. He started drawing more fouls. Um, But 
you know, is there anything else that you saw? Um, OKC got got hot. They, I think the Warriors struggled with their offense a little bit in that third quarter. If I if I'm not mistaken, um, you know, they scored 31 points, which is decent, but they just you know shade got to the line a lot. Giddy started to get to his spots and hit. He's he's a decent little mid range that he can hit. He's six eight. He's tall. Um, Jalen Williams, both Williams, both Jalen Williams actually had a really good third quarter. It felt like um, the big Jalen Williams, um, Jay Will, he was like making good passes, finishing around the rim. He was getting some rebounds. Um, and then Jay Dub, who was the guard version, he started getting to the paint. Um, he's a really long defender, veteran type of player, even though he's a rookie. Um, so that team, that team is just really good. Like it's not. I didn't think they were going to just beat them by 30 just because they are so right. good. They're top 10 defense. You got a lot of length, a lot of size, especially at the guard positions, which is always tough to deal with. Um, and then Shea finally got cooking. He started drawing some fouls on Kaminga and Wiggins, which really opened up his game um, because guys are deciding to not play as physical on him because of the foul thing. Um, and once you do that, he started getting into his mid range and stuff like that. So he's just a really tough cover, especially for a full game. And he's one of those guys that can kind of figure you out throughout the course of a game um, and start dissecting your defense. But um, yeah, they they just they had they went into a little offensive struggle for a little bit, and OKC on the other end started cooking and just you know mucked the game up a little bit. But they held on to the lead long enough. They did. So they won the first game of this road trip. There are two more games, which is a back to back. Correct. Correct. Now, one of those teams is Minnie, who lost an OT tonight, unfortunately. Well, not unfortunately. Like, I don't need them climbing back up in the standings, but um, I don't want them all hungry and shit when they play us. So, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, They lost in overtime tonight. And then after that, we have the Nuggets. And they're the second night of a back-to-back for the Warriors. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes, and... Um, so they've already started the road trip with the first win. So we just need them. I mean, we want them to win all three. Always want them to win every game. But if they at least split the the, the next two games, you know, they're, they're two out of three, you know, on the right. road trip. And that would be a winning record. And that's, that's what we want going forward. Exactly, exactly. Two out of three on the road three out of four at home but i think they can i think they can win both games but i don't want to make any proclamations because you know how that how i feel about that at this point but you know the nuggets went on a really good win streak and then they've lost three out of their last four and they put a loss to the pelicans as well so they're kind of struggling a little bit right now um they play the pelicans again but we'll see aaron gordon is not like stepping up (laughs) Nah, he's not. I, mean, he's I just not don't understand like the things people say. They was coming for me on the TL this weekend because I tweeted about Aaron Gordon being an all star. Well, I wasn't. He's tweeting clearly that not he an all star. He's clearly not an all star. He's definitely having the best season of his career, most likely. But that does not mean he's an all star. Like he's a very but good player. He's having. I mean, he's obviously playing with a, a talent like Jokic, right? So, 
understandably, mm-hmm. Jokic raises the level of his teammates. But also, the game has been made a lot easier for him because not only is he playing with Jokic, but Jamal Murray is back. Michael Porter Jr. Mm-hmm. is back. And so now that makes his job much easier this year than it was last year, right? And so mm-hmm. I don't know if I believe that he's changed so much as a player as much as that, like, now there's just, it's easier for him <laughs> on the court. Yeah. And so my, my point in that statement is that when I tried to bring it up and people like, oh, but you guys, yeah, it's similar to, to Andrew Wiggins. It's not fucking similar. It's, it's really not. Because for one, he didn't get the fan vote. He didn't get the fan vote. And and mm-hmm. secondly, there were other guys out at the time that right. helped propel Wiggins. Neither two factors fucking exist right now. We don't need, right. you know, someone said to me, all-star-esque. We don't need all-star-esque, all-star-ish. We don't need that when real actual <laughs> fucking all-stars exist. Okay? Yeah. Not needed. Yeah. And by the way, Andrew is a real fucking all-star. So I'm not trying to take that away from him, um, mm-hmm. which to me, he validated in the finals and validated when he came back at the beginning of the season before he got hurt, right? But it was just like, don't try to... And, and the thing is, I still don't understand why people act like Andrew Wiggins' stats were so bad and like no one had ever been an all-star with those kind of numbers. You know what I mean? Like, it was just... Whatever. We don't need to retalk about that or rehash it because we've had that conversation but of course, you know, if I tweet it, people have a visceral fucking reaction. So I don't know, ball. I was told clearly I'm not watching the Nuggets this year. Da 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 da. But let's put into context like why he's having a better year. Because my my, my comment was really about, oh, I was told because they they on TV they were talking about him being an all star, and I said, oh, Aaron Gordon all star. That's interesting because last year I was told he was not helped. And this year, now people are saying he should be an all-star. But, you know, I look, I always knew that shit was a jig. Like, all the no-help shit. Because I'm just like, how is Aaron Gordon not, not exactly the same, but I was like, how is he not comparable to an Andrew Wiggins or to a, what's, what's the guy on Philly? He's been an all-star one time. You know what I'm talking about. He's been an all-star? Sixers, one year. No, no, he hasn't been an all-star, but he was, like, in the conversation. Tobias. Tobias, Okay. Yeah. Like, these guys are comp... I I don't want Warriors fans to come for me. But my point is, like, I don't want to hear, like, all the no help, no help, no help. Because y'all use that shit, like, when it's convenient. And so now you want him to be an all-star. But last year, he was no fucking help. Right. I'm not saying people can't, like, raise their level of play in a year. But he did not become a drastically different player in a year. No, nah, I mean he's he's improved, but he's not an all star. Like it's it's clear he's not an all star. All the like you just said last year, Wiggins definitely improved his game, but he got a lot of help from a lot of guys being out, and that's just circum. That's just is what it is. Like this year, those guys aren't out. You know what I mean? Like this year, there's a lot more competition at the front court spots. There is no space for Aaron Gordon. Even if there was, like, maybe he gets in, maybe he doesn't, whatever the case may be. Like, in a sense There's nothing of, about hey, his play for me that's warranted an all-star vote. You said nothing about his play? That warrants an all-star vote? Maybe in the East. 
I don't know. Yeah, I mean, like he's a he's a good player on a good team. Like he's probably been their second best player, arguably, depending on how you look at the way Jamal Murray's been playing or whatever the case may be. Um, it's it's it is similar to Wiggins in the sense like the more good players you put around him, the better he's gonna look because you, you take more responsibility off him and he you're gonna let his his strengths shine through. Um, right, but he's not Aaron guarded Gordon. as the second best player. He's not guarded as their second option, right? So For sure. yeah, I mean Wiggins isn't either, but like with Aaron Gordon, you know, like he can just cut and finish. Jokic is gonna find him. That's why his efficiency is so high. He guards the other team's best guy and stuff like that. Yeah. So it's just gonna make him but look Andrew Wiggins is a champion. I know that he can do yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. That's, <laughs> yeah, that's one thing. That's one thing with Aaron Gordon. It's like, all right, y'all say he's he's the Wiggins of that team, but at the end of the day, he gotta do it in the playoffs. Like Wiggins did it in the playoffs. There's a lot of questions surrounding whether or not he was really an all-star or that he's a, a playoff player. And he answered all those questions resoundingly. He was probably the second best player in the finals, like for both teams. You know what I mean? So before you compare guys to champions and all-stars and say, oh, this guy did this and it's a similar situation. So you got to view Aaron Gordon as the same thing. It's like, bro, you got to let the season play out. Like, you don't know what it's going to look like in May, June, because because when you set your, when you say stuff like this now and then guys play a certain way in the playoffs and they turn into no help. That's why people go down your throat <laughs> about bringing up what y'all used to say, because y'all not letting stuff play out um, and, and see how it goes. Right. If, if they play the, the Warriors in a, in a series and Aaron Gordon looks like ass <laughs> and Wiggins kills y'all, then what? Like. Is he no help now? So we'll. I guess we're gonna have to wait and see to the playoffs and wait and see for Bro, rest of the I season. I want to play these teams. Cause when people talk like this, it just makes me want to fucking play them. For sure, for sure. I mean, we're gonna get a lot of narratives and agendas being pushed throughout the season. The one cool thing about the NBA season is at the end, somebody, somebody gonna be right at the end, <laughs> right? So we're gonna see who gets to validate their claims and all that type of stuff. So far, more times than not, over the course of this last however many years, it's been the Warriors. <laughs> Warriors and Warriors fans have been right more times than not over the last few years. So we'll see. Like AG is not a, is not an All Star. He's a very good player. They have the best record in the West. That's the only reason why he's getting this any type of buzz because they have the best record in the West. If they were like the third seed, nobody would even think about him being an All Star. But like I said, wait till the playoffs before you compare him to NBA champions. Like. And that's just that's just is what it is. And by the way, like Andrew was also being discussed at that time last year as a potential like all defensive team player, you know, and 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 Wiggins is better than Aaron Gordon. I mean, I, I think it's pretty clear. Yeah, that Wiggins is better like, than I Aaron just, Gordon. Yes, that's really my <laughs> point too. Wiggins is better because I want to. I want to, you know, make sure people know Wiggins. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Like the similar, the the situations aren't that similar for one. And for two, Wiggins is better than Aaron Gordon. For three, Wiggins is a champion. He proved in the playoffs. So it's really no, it's no contest. I don't understand people are going so hard for this. But like I said earlier, uh, I don't remember if we said it on pod or not, but (laughs) the whole Shea over Steph thing, like these are the, these are fan bases. This is their finals, right? Like, the Warriors have dominated so many different aspects of the league, all-star selections, championships, 
MVPs, whatever the case may be, that when there's even a slither of a chance of someone from another team overtaking a Warriors player or looking better or something like that, these people from these fan bases are going to jump on it because it's their it's their shot. You know what I mean? Like somebody is better than Wiggins on our team. Like our third, fourth guy is better than their third, fourth guy. Let's actually say something about it when that's not the case. Shea's played more games than Steph. He should be starting over Steph in the All-Star game. No, he shouldn't. He's not better than Steph. And Aaron Gordon's not better than Wiggins. So, like, like just shut up. But, <laughs> you know. Did you like what you saw from Wiggs tonight? I did. And this is kind of what I, we were, we've been waiting for, for him to finally get that rhythm and that, you know, that feeling back for him to feel comfortable to play like this. But a lot more shots at the rim. They get they got him some post-ups. His defense and they was... look to get him involved early. Cause remember we said right. that like they don't really run actions for Andrew. So it's just like maybe y'all need mm-hmm. to start, <laughs> you know, to get him back mm-hmm. going. And it opened and it looked like it they opened it up to do that. the team. Yeah, they did. Especially in those second units. And I said early in the season when they were still like three and three. Like if you're gonna run a second unit with Steph off the court and a lot of times even clay off the court. Wiggins got to be your your guy that you run a lot of stuff for, like especially stuff going towards the rim and just posting up. It's an easy two points. If he screens a guy, most time, more times than not, the other team's going to switch it because they don't want any of our shooters to get a, a clean look. So if he's screening a guard and Clay or Jordan is running off a pin down or something, the guard is now on him, and it's an easy post up, two dribbles. They can't jump with him. He has long arms. He's athletic. He's a good finisher. It's a layup every time, and he got a few of those like little quick bunnies in at the rim. And then yeah. after after they did that, he was, you know, really into it and playing defense and going to the rim and stuff like that. And he'll he'll just get better each game if he just continues with that mentality. Yeah. I mean he stood out to me tonight. Clay was great. We already talked about Steph being great. Just phenomenal. I mean, grabbing boards, assisting, scoring, hyper efficiency. Sure. Um, Dre was doing his thing on defense. Um, Kaminga was good. He was helping to keep Shay in check in the first half. I mean, mm-hmm. Loon, Loon, Loon. Like, I cannot say his name enough. I mean, like, just so many solid performances tonight. Am I missing anyone? No, nah, I mean, Dante played, played pretty good. He got a few steals in the passing lanes, and I think he's a little bit too small for Shay, but he he held his own. <laughs> he had a good he had a few good finishes. You know, he always fills the stat sheet up, eight points, four rebounds, three assists, three steals. Like can't really ask much more from from him. And you know, they're the only thing is like guys' minutes, minutes a little bit high, but you know, it is what it, they gotta do what they gotta do right now to to make a push before the all-star break. So um yeah, I guess it's gotta be like that for now. Great win. Looking to to keep it going. That's how many in a row is that? Is that just two? I know we're two games um, above 500, but is that three wins in a row? I think that's three in a row. Yep. <laughs> I wish Speaking I could play of- that um that gif, you know, with the guy who like walks into the store when the, the one holds the door open for him and he's doing that. You know that. You know that. I don't- <laughs> You know, you know what I'm talking about. Where I don't like, know if I know what you're talking about. I don't know. That's it. Remember, it's the two dudes. They like from down south or something somewhere. I can't get up and show the people <laughs> on video because they can't see it. And he's like, 
you know, he's like, it's almost like he's dancing. And so the guy opens the door and he's like, and he like comes in and then he like goes to the side. What? No, yes, you gotta send me People use it all the time. I, if I could stand up, I could mimic the dance properly, but it doesn't matter because the audience wouldn't be able to see it and I'm not going to do it because I don't trust Greg, our producer, not to cut that and put that as the promo clip. So I'm not going to do it, but <laughs> man, I'll do it. <laughs> he said, wow. I'll do it for you off camera once we stop. But um, anyway, I want to play that. I'm going to find that video. I'm like, eh, Warriors back. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway let's wrap justin has work early in the morning i have work to still go do it's gonna be a long night for me um this is a this is a great win it's a great win let's keep it going let's keep it going we said it was time for them to start like it's time it's time no more dipping back under 500 we done with that shit <laughs> facts Definitely done onward that. and upward. We don't got time for the bullshit no more. Um, we the five seed, baby. Five seed. <laughs> we are the five seed. We almost in there. We really. It's a three-way tie for the five seed, really. But we are the five seed. We are five in there, like swimwear. Listen, we told them. We told them. Don't, don't fucking like fool around. <laughs> and let us give time to get our shit together. You know what I'm saying? So, warned y'all. We warned y'all. It's only up from here. It's only up. All right. Guys, we appreciate you for tuning in. It's Golden Spaces, an Odyssey original podcast with Justin and Nat. We hope y'all are enjoying the shows. We might give y'all a little football talk again before the Super Bowl. We might, because the my producer and Justin, they're against me. They're against me. It's two to one. You know what I'm saying? So, but it's all they're good. Against the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Whatever. They're against me. So, and I know a lot of uh, Warriors fans are probably against me too, since the Eagles beat the 49ers, unless they're Raiders fans. But uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so we'll probably do a little bit of that at some point too, because that was fun. But seriously, thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe if you're not already subscribed. Follow. We're on Instagram and Twitter at Golden Spaces Pod. We appreciate five-star ratings. Leave a review that's positive. Apple, Spotify, we're everywhere. So check us out, share it with a friend, download, all of that stuff. You know the drill. Until next time, guys, take care.